educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, welcome in. It's 5.09 on Thursday. I'm Doug Fitzgerald filling in for Dan. We were just talking. He's currently overseas hooping it up. Man, he's like, a, he's Hyrule, right? He's just at all these concerts now and out meeting people and carousing. Johnny, you know a little bit. I mean, he's he's actually made it. That's what we learned. Yeah. Out of Chicago into Amsterdam. Yep. He, while we were here yesterday recording the show, airing the show live, whatever you want to call it, he was at a Coldplay concert. He was at a Coldplay concert, doing everything. You know, I think all of us here would have liked to have been at that concert. So we're going to find out more tomorrow. He's going to zoom in, hopefully, if he's not a um, little bit too much over the, you know, over the horizon, <laughs> over the horizon, <laughs> wherever he's at. It'll be about eleven o'clock at night for him there, and then uh, we're going to have Wheels for Warriors in along with Hero Stock. That's going to be an event just outside of Lincoln, bringing in two to three thousand people this year, which will be good to learn about. If you want to join the conversation, you're welcome to call or text four zero two four. Yesterday, we had a great show. It was powerful. It was deep. We talked about drugs and sex trafficking. Amy Holman from Stop Overdose Nebraska and Paul Yates from I've Got a Name joined us. Now, here's what I just want to reiterate. Amy shared about the drug overdose situation happening here in Lincoln, in Nebraska, and really around the world. Um, hundred uh, drug overdose deaths in the United States alone every uh, single day is what they're talking about. And along with that, there is Narcon, Narcan. Narcan is a spray. It's a nasal spray. If you see somebody that's in an overdose, you can uh, give them a spray, and it's literally uh, saving people's lives. So what Drug Overdose Nebraska does is gives that away for free. So here's my plea to you. Go out and get some. I've done it. Go to any pharmacist in town. Any pharmacy will give you free Narcan. You can also go to their website, stopodne.com, stopodne.com. Get your Narcan right over um, the Internet as well. Now, here's the thing. My son's in Cabo right now. You know, you go down to Mexico, you've heard, heard about all these, you know, druggings that have been happening and all that stuff. Why wouldn't you get Narcan if you're on a vacation? Take it. You just don't know if you're going to need it for somebody else. I mean, not, not necessarily for yourself. The other uh, thing that we talked about yesterday was um, sex trafficking. And uh, the movie Sound of Freedom is out right now. It's getting a lot of buzz uh, out there. And so we had Paul Yates come in. And sex trafficking is happening right here in Lincoln. Two, over 200 girls. And young women are being sold uh, every month in Lincoln, many of them several times. It's horrific. And the more I'm learning about it, the more passionate I'm getting that we want to stop this. They've got a conference August 5th at the Embassy Suites here in Lincoln. I want you to go to their website, I've got a name.org, get more information, but I'd love to have you there. If you have any kind of connection with youth uh, in our city, uh, organization, parents, grandparents, um, teacher, coach, uh, I highly recommend that you go. Get informed. Awareness is the key. They've got a lot of great speakers that are going to be there at that conference. Again, go to I've got a name.org for that information. All right, well, today's show is with Jeff Mall. Jeff, this is so exciting because we haven't met, in, I don't think, in person, but we've met over the air from the morning show in different uh, situations. But uh, you're the executive director of Visit Lincoln. Obviously, you come in, I think, once a month. Is that yes, right? Yes, once or twice a month, depending on the calendar. Yeah, and we're going to talk about all the things that are happening in Lincoln, which over the next six weeks is packed full, dude. You're busy. Yeah, it's crazy. And I do want to compliment you on the program last night because oh. it was a very deep dive into some serious issues. And Learning about the evolution of the definition of sex trafficking yeah. last night and how yeah. much it's changed over the years, but your comments right there about going prepared to be to be in a position you could save a life because right. of the, the the dominance of this in our society and it's happening on every street corner from Lincoln, Nebraska to New York City to Paris, France. These are real issues, yep. and you know I 
I'm concerned after listening last night that it's it's getting a little bit closer than what we all realize. So the chance to go out and get educated. I, I want to thank you so much for that program. Well, thanks. I uh, just to go into this a little bit, mm-hmm. and, and we'll pull back. But uh, I was fortunate enough to be um, I've been a judge for the Miss USA um, competition and pageants both here in Nebraska and Kansas. A few weeks ago, I was in Kansas. One of the pageant members was a young gal, 17, uh, who wrote on her list when we had interviews that her, her platform is sex trafficking. So I asked her about that, and she started to share her story. I met with her today and with Paul and with Allie, one of the members that I've got a name. Mm-hmm. She shared her story about how this sex ring from Houston had come to a small town in Kansas and um, was trafficking nine young women, including herself. And uh, it, it is. It's happening right here. And right. especially you look at the I-80 corridor, yep. we have to be careful. So you can't be careful enough as a parent, as a grandparent, as a coach, anybody. Yep. who has any kind of connection with youth even if you even if it, you think it might be a mistake speak up you yeah know? and if you're a father of of, of young kids out there yes. these the, both of those issues yesterday are, are particularly concerning because this day and age the, the the influence of social media and and all the things that are said or not said behind people's backs they turn to some of the wrong things in life. Yep. And and I remember talking to Sriani Tidball, who was at the University of Nebraska at the time. Oh, yeah. She was a big part of this conference, I, and it's very early, uh, like, infancy of the sex trafficking communication at the university. I... I finished up college with her husband. <laughs> That's so weird. You and Tom anyway, finished up college together? Yes, Tom. Wow. Was he yes. taking pictures back then? <laughs> he was. He's really good at what it he It was does. all through Grace University. Yeah. That's not around yeah. in Omaha yeah. anymore, but that is nuts. Yeah, you and I have spent about 10 minutes prior to this show, and we have a lot of intertwining <laughs> connections in life. But it's so true with Lincoln. And yeah. uh, again, thank you for what you did yesterday. Yeah. And uh, I went home and had a chance to talk to a few people about good. it. And I was thinking about it today, so I'm glad you brought it back up. Good. Well, thanks. Well, let's let's dive into yep. what's happening in Lincoln. Um, I'll let you go ahead and kick off. You know, you've got a lot of things happening. We talked about, I mean, there's a lot of events over the next six weeks that are going to bring thousands and thousands of people to the city. So let's jump in. Well, and I think one thing that I want to point out is kind of a baseline is how far we've come since the pandemic when everything was oh, shut down yes. and, and lodging taxes and sales taxes weren't being driven. And the immediacy, immediacy of the return to normal that Lincoln, Nebraska experienced that no other market across the country could do. Chicago's nowhere near what they were. Really? New York City's nowhere near. I mean, they've got a lot of work to do because people are still a bit panicked about crowds. I mean, I see people on airplanes that are still a little bit freaked out. They're yeah. wearing masks, which is right. perfectly fine. It's, fine. Their, it's their deal. But we returned in a way that I'm very proud to say today that that we have driven more in the way of lodging taxes since the pandemic than, again, a lot of comparables across the country. And one statistic that I'll tell you is the average daily rate in Lincoln, Nebraska right now, average daily rate is $104.41. Prior to 2019, going into 2020, I never saw it get above $85, $86, $87. It's nice seeing more revenues come into the community, Mm -hmm. so a higher rate means higher taxes, gives us more money to, to market the destination. But it's a good indication that people are willing to pay because they want to go out and travel. Right. They want to live again. And I keep thinking, when are we going to come down from this? Let's get back to normal and let's go beyond normal. But I'm talking to people that are taking three, four, five, six vacations a year because they want to, because they don't know what tomorrow will bring. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So it's it's been great. So where the let's talk about tax dollars because I did bring in a receipt yeah, that, from that a boy. restaurant. That a boy. Right? The reason yep. why I did because I knew you were coming in, and I really am not clear. I mean that's and it's my fault for not being educated. This was um, here it has the arena tax uh, on mm-hmm. it with one of my restaurant receipts. But you talk about tax revenue. Where does that go? So my world of lodging tax. There's four percent tax collected mm-hmm. on a hotel room. So when you pay your bill at the end of the day, there's a state tax and a county tax. The state lodging tax goes back to the state of Nebraska. John Ricks and his team at the Nebraska Tourism Commission use that Mm -hmm. to market the state. The lodging tax that's collected at 4% uh, is collected through Lancaster County. So our county board of commissioners Mm -hmm. and David Durbin as county administrator, we report directly to. 2% of that goes into what we call an improvement fund. And that improvement fund is used primarily to improve visitor attractions in Lincoln and Lancaster County. Good. The other 2% comes back to visit Lincoln for us to do our day-to-day operations. Good. It's to, to, to pay a staff, to market, to do outreach, and more importantly, to go out and get events. Yeah. And there's a lot of price tags of, uh, attached to some of the bigger events that we bring into the community. But you mentioned the occupation tax. I talked about it today. I was speaking it with a group, and they said, that darn occupation tax. <laughs> and I said, is it really that bad? Because I mean, what is what's your occupation tax on that? The it was tax? Uh, the total bill was forty eight bucks. The uh, arena tax was eighty eight cents. Okay, and look what that's doing for Pinnacle Bank Arena. Yeah. Look what that's doing for our economy. It's driving new business into town that we've not had a chance to do before. And and there's you know, a lot of great concerts. I mean, I've oh, been there. Like, isn't that fun? Oh, it is so fun. And the other thing too is, um, my wife and I last year for our anniversary, which is the middle of August, mm-hmm. um, we never spent time in the Haymarket, other than maybe once in a while our kids would ask us to come down for dinner or for right? ice cream or something or a drink. Um, we decided last year to stay downtown because I was keynoting at the embassy, mm-hmm. and we did a staycation. We spent the whole weekend downtown and Love had it. a blast. Guess what we're doing this year? Same thing. Same exact thing. It's awesome. Man, I tell you what, it's open at like Wednesday nights. Yes. There's activity, there's yes. food, there's drink, there's so much fun down there. And we had a blast so just this, staying the, in town. This staycation mention that you have. Yeah. Being a tourist in your own hometown is real. Oh, yeah. Because you know what? You can pack pack the kids up in the car, you and your wife can get in the car with an overnight bag exactly. and be down just far enough away from home that you're not doing dishes. You might take a dip in the pool. You might take a walk around downtown Lincoln at night, get a cup of coffee, we wake did. up the next day. I know you did. I'm looking I know, at you. I went to a movie. I mean, your eyes are like, oh, look yeah. what we did. It was so fun. Oh, it's it's a neat experience. And and I just I think about what Pinnacle Bank Arena has done for our economy, but what it's done, I always tell people, that's 90 minutes in the moment where you box out the rest of life and you're singing along at the highest yep, pitches or the worst notes to the music that you love. And and to walk out and go, what a great spiritual event that was. Yeah. From Bon, bon Jovi to Guns N' Roses to the country artists to indie rock. I mean, they're just doing such a great uh, job. We went, we went to Journey with my kids. Yes. My kids. They they were like, let's go. They like, know the music. And they know the music, and we had a blast together. Yeah. So yeah. so much fun. So, yeah, things are going well, and uh, you know we've got a lot to look forward to this summer yet. We're, let's talk we're about that. We're just in a point now that the Cornhusker State Games are going on. Dave Manerick, Scott Ash, yep. the entire crew. Uh, we had opening ceremonies a couple weeks ago, and that's going to run through the end of the month. Uh, a lot of great athletes from across the state. I think some of the numbers that we were looking at, um, you know, the, the hundreds of people that are competing, 70 sites in Lincoln, Omaha, and surrounding communities. You know, anything from uh, mall walking to chess to Olympic-style events. And it's a great opportunity for the Doug Fitzgeralds of the world. 
the cat Johnny Cadillacs of the world to get out and compete in something. Maybe mall walking for Johnny. I don't know. <laughs> Foot golf. Foot golf. Hey, Foot golf might I, be his thing. I, I do like walking. I haven't really mall walked, but <laughs> but here is one. Here was one same. event that we talked about in the morning yep. show: skydiving this year. Yes, they're doing skydiving. Well, I hope like, they're, I hope the they're trained individuals. I know. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah you don't want to be an amateur at skydive. That really? just doesn't end well. Yeah. So that's going really well. The other thing that we're really happy about is this continued relationship that we have with USA Roller Sports. Doug, have you been to USA Roller nope. Sports their competition? Nope. Uh, there's still time through July 30th uh, out at the Speedway Sports Complex. Uh, thanks so much to the the Smith family for yeah, creating great a great complex. destination. Uh, we had roller derby the first of the month. We we rolled right into speed skating for about <laughs> seven days, and we're going to wrap July seventeenth through the thirtieth with figure skating. This is this is the opportunity to see tomorrow's Olympians. Remember the name Apollo Ono? Yep, yep. Apollo Ono skated at Pershing Center when we used to really? host the national championships really? there. Uh, we had a young lady in this year, Erin uh, Jackson that won the gold medal in Beijing uh, in speed skating. Uh, she came here and put on <clears throat> excuse me, inline skates and skated against some of the best across really? the country. So it's a fun event, still plenty of time to enjoy that. We estimate, based on economic impact, about $5 million rolls into the community during Just the roller that. skating national championship. That is crazy. It's a big deal. It's a lot of things you don't think about. Even even when you talked about the Corners State Games, um, I live in my own little bubble, I guess, because you don't see a lot of the activity going on unless you hear about it or watch it on the news or hear about it on the news, right? Yeah. But it's happening, and it's bringing in a lot of revenue. It really is, and I think a lot of times that we're all guilty of living with blinders on every day. Yeah. We have our things that we do. We have our way of doing things, and sometimes you got to stop and smell the roses along the way. I'll remember that phrase forever that there are things out there that we want you to go do. And so when we talk about roller sports, we talk about the Cornhusker State Games, we talk about all the great events we bring into the community, go out and either be a fan or engage with it and yep. be a part of something special because there's plenty to do in this community. Yeah. How about, um, let's talk about, how about the Husker Volleyball Day? That's going to be awesome. That's, can I say epic? Yeah. That's going to be yeah, epic. It is. Well, it is epic. That's that's going to be the term. Yeah. Wednesday, August 30th, uh, Husker Volleyball Memorial Stadium. We've got numerous teams coming in, starting volleyball late in the afternoon through the evening. I mean, how many do we put in Memorial Stadium? 80,000 plus, 90,000 plus? I think they said over 91,000 tickets sold so Isn't far. Isn't that crazy? It's going to be fun. <laughs> and I'm telling you right now, if you work downtown and you're not sticking around for that event, maybe get out of town a little early. <laughs> exactly. Because it's, it's going to be, be packed down. I had to look today, and I, I hadn't looked at schedules because, you know, obviously Nebraska's playing um, Minnesota football-wise, and I'm yep. like, that can't be here. And it wasn't. I and mean, obviously it's going to be a away game because I'm like, that's, that's got to be a quick turnaround, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it doesn't have to be. So It's going to be a lot of fun. It just shows the power of Husker athletics, particularly what John Cook's done with our volleyball oh, team. And, amazing. You know, that makes for a busy month for us because I, when, when that was announced, I started thinking, we've got about two or three other events going on in the end of August. And we'll start with the Gravel World Championships. Yep. We're going to talk about that in the next half hour. Yep. Uh, we've also got the Guardians of Freedom Air Show coming in. That air show itself is going to bring in over 300,000 people that's, over two days. That's crazy. The 26th and 27th. Zach Bryan on the 29th at, at Pinnacle Bank oh. Arena, and then the 30th, the volleyball event. and So that's going to be about six or seven days of, of, of a lot of fun in Lincoln. How about the air show? I'll, let me tell you a little story about that. Yeah. Back in 1991, I flew with the Blue Angels here in Lincoln at the air show because I was in radio at the time. How'd you do? 
Were you? I were, was the only one out of three. Rob McCartney from KETV was one of them. I think I, I remember was, this. I was one of the, uh, the... The other two came back early. It was a 45-minute flight because they had already puked and passed out. I made the whole flight, <laughs> but he made me puke at the end. So that's a story maybe I can tell next week. Just when stay the conscious. In. I blacked out for just a split second. Oh, my god! But it was awesome. More power so, to you. Oh, well. Anyway. Yeah, I'm an easy no on that one if I was asked. <laughs> All right. Well, that's Jeff Mall, Executive Director of Visit Lincoln. We're going to be uh, coming back in just a couple of minutes. Uh, second half of the show, we're going to talk about Gravel Worlds, which is something I didn't know about. But it's a huge event that's coming to Lincoln uh, in August as well. It's 525. You're listening to Lincoln's number one news and talk station, 1499.3 KLIN. Listening to the Dan Parsons Show on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. Well, welcome back, and thanks for joining us. It's 528. Uh, I'm Doug Fitzgerald filling in for Dan over the next couple of weeks while he's uh, across seas uh, enjoying himself in Europe right now. Uh, Temperature-wise, the next couple of days is going to be nice in the 80s, but then we're going to warm up next week around 100, so just be careful out there. We'll keep you updated. Jeff Mall from Visit Lincoln is in studio, and we're talking about all kinds of stuff that's happening in Lincoln. One of the things I want to talk about and ask you in regards to is baseball complex. My son grew up playing baseball, the thing that always drew drove me nuts is we'd have to play our state tournaments in Iowa and send all of our money over there. And uh, we never, us parents could never figure that out. Where are we at with the youth complex? Do you know how many times I've heard that story? <laughs> I can tell that story. Hundreds. You just told it. I know. Um, it's, it's real. You know, we announced last fall, um, as you're well aware, that we've got five fields coming uh, for youth and then an additional baseball championship facility for Nebraska Wesleyan. Yes, championship be softball for facility for Nebraska Wesleyan softball. First in Cornhusker, we will break ground in the month of August on this project. And we're going to start turning dirt in earnest and getting going on this. Don't have a specific date, but that's our target right now. We really want to get this thing done by the end of 2024, which is aggressive. But when you're working with ground and you're putting a carpet down, because right. we're doing all turf, I know. no more so dirt, good. no more chalk, no more grass. So good. Um, we really hope to be open in earnest for the spring of 2025 and all those youth tournaments that we went to elsewhere, the state championships we went yep. to, it's our time to do it in Lincoln. And I really hope that this, this next generation of facility renovations and expansions will include artificial turf or a yes. playing surface that broadens the playing season. So what do you expect then? Will we be drawing some business from Omaha then? Yes, yes. Because that, they don't, I don't know if they have a complex like that. Well, you know, they do. There's a few complexes up there. But the question I've had to ask, or I've been asked a lot, is is there enough business to go around? And there's plenty. Yeah. There are so many youth tournaments, 8U through 14U, high school, collegiate. Fall baseball is gaining momentum right now. And I think we can become a fall baseball destination. I think it's going to be great. It is. Thanks for working on that. I appreciate it. I know others will as well. We're going to talk about gravel road bike racing in uh, the second half of the show. Up next, we'll check in with Fox News and KLIN News with Chase Porter. You're listening to 1400 and 99.3 KLIN. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney, make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. Educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, thank you for joining us today. It is 536. What is the temperature outside, Johnny? It's about 80 degrees, something like that. Feels good. Uh, I'm Doug Fitzgerald filling in for Dan. He's uh, cross seas doing whatever he does over there in Amsterdam. We're going to find out tomorrow what he does <laughs> when he's not here. And uh, he, he texted us earlier. It sounds like he's having a good time. So we'll talk about it that tomorrow as he zooms in uh, late night. Uh, today we're uh, joined by Jeff Mall, Executive Director of Visit Lincoln. Jeff, you've brought in a couple of people. And when you told me about this story, I actually have a story relates to it. I had heard about it before until about six weeks ago and i heard and it i'm excited about i heard this. it earlier off air a little bit right i mean yes this you is did a, this is a good yeah, deal and yeah well, you know this is a great opportunity today to meet a couple of gentlemen that are passionate about something a lot of people don't know about and that's the gravel world racing world the the biking the running and utilizing space that we typically use to get from point a to point b on the way home or to somebody's house yeah. in, in rural lancaster county and it's put, here's what here's what blows my mind. It's pushing the numbers of our Lincoln Marathon. I've run the marathon mm-hmm. a couple of different times, but we're looking at a big event that's pushing those numbers. So go ahead and introduce our guests for today. Yeah, I'm very very excited to have Corey and Jason here from Gravel Worlds, uh, an event that we've been working with you guys on at, at Visit Lincoln for a, a few years now, and something we're really happy to see grow. This is indeed a unique tourism opportunity. So. I'm going to give you guys a chance to talk a little bit about where this has come from because I'm guessing, I'm guessing you didn't go to college to produce gravel world events. <laughs> I'm just guessing, but De- talk about not. talk about the evolution and, and just the genesis of this because this is a unique deal. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, this is Corey. So, uh, gravel cycling has kind of exploded, and let's say in the last decade, um, and cycling races have been around for a long time, mainly mountain biking, road racing, different types of racing. But uh, gravel racing really wasn't a huge thing until probably 15 years ago. And it just made sense in the Midwest. That's kind of where the new genesis of gravel started. Um, We have all these great gravel roads, unmaintained roads, um, you know, obviously gravel roads. And cyclists start going out there and using them. And we were smart enough to say, hey, let's start doing some races on them. Um, Some folks in the Midwest uh, started some races in Kansas and Iowa. We didn't have one here in Nebraska. So I started a race in 2008 called the Good Life Gravel Adventure. Um, that was the first race that we put on, a uh, gravel race, and it was 25 people showed up for that, uh, 135 miles. And then we did the same thing next year, and just over the course of a year, we doubled in participants. We had 50 people for that. And then in 2009, I decided, you know what? There isn't a world championship yet for gravel. Let's go ahead and stay clean to that. So we decided to rebrand the name of the event to Gravel Worlds. And then we had 100 people. So just like every year, it seemed like we're doubling in participation. And now we're at our, almost our, it's our 14th year. We had last year, we had 2,600 people show up. And we're hoping to have, you know, some really good numbers again this year. That so is, it's grown. That is great. Jason, earlier you were talking about the different places from around the world. And you talk about gravel worlds. Obviously, you have people, obviously, in Lincoln, and I'm assuming in Nebraska and the Midwest, but you have people literally from around the world. Where all do you have people coming in from? 
Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm Jason. I'm director of operations for for Gravel Worlds. Uh, I mean, we have we have people literally from all over the world. Um, throughout our history, I think we're up to about forty different countries that people have uh, have come in from from the the year we've or from coming to Lincoln. Uh, we've had all fifty states, every Canadian province, all U.S. territories that have come here to Lincoln uh, over the years. Uh, this year, in particular, right now, we're at forty-seven states and twelve countries coming in here to Lincoln. Um, some of those are world champions, national champions of their of their countries, and they come here to to take claim of the original gravel worlds, um, an independent race that people come in to take claim on on you know a a couple guys who claimed the name gravel worlds it's a pride that they carry back to whatever country they're in our national cha- or our gravel worlds champion last year was actually a canadian so he's french canadian he he's his primary language is french um and so he he's a, an amazing amazing athlete world class athlete that came here and um took the the rainbow jersey and sword trophy back home to canada and um yeah we're we're excited to see who who comes and takes it again this year what other countries uh man the netherlands uh germany australia we actually have the uh, australia the female australian national champion cycling national champion coming here this year um we also have uh the netherlands is a really cool story that's actually a tandem team so there's two guys riding on one bike um that Hmm. there's a, a front person that steers and they both pedal and then the back person basically is just pedaling all day um and they are um, the guy on the back is 90% blind, so their story is incredible. Oh, they wow. have multiple um, gold Paralympic national or Paralympic gold medals, um, world champions on the track, and they came here last year and um, they they won and completely changed the race because they're so strong. It's two world champions basically on one bike. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty incredible. So, um, yeah, Germany, uh, Australia. Iceland is a pretty Iceland, popular one, yep. believe it or not. One of, yeah. our ma- one of our big sponsors is actually a bike company based out of Iceland um, that we they've supported us for since 2016. Um, that yeah, they bring some amazing athletes over from Iceland, so really really cool. All right, flat water free press. If you're listening, right there's right. a story, and there's yeah. a huge story right there. There is a good story. You know, one of the things that I I've thought about with this event is I think a lot of time is spent people spend beating up on county roads. And I know Pam Dingman, our county engineer, and our county board of commissioners love what you guys have done with county roads, and it brings some attention to that. You and I were talking earlier, Jason, about the condition of our county roads, the surface that makes up our county roads is is some of the fastest or it's the softest yeah, it's, or what do they call it heaven on it's called hero gravel, hero gravel. in the gravel industry they literally call our gravel roads hero gravel it's like the, people brag about coming here and riding on our gravel roads now because gravel cycling is is still and it has been for the last few years the fastest growing genre of cycling of, of cycling racing so um for like our roads here are really fast rolling that because of the the usage of our farmers who pack in that gravel mm-hmm. so well it sounds like we talk about gravel roads so much it's crazy but yeah it's it's just such a great condition to come out here and oftentimes our race is one of the fastest races on the gravel calendar as far as like a finishing average speed um last year our, our champions that came in averaged 22 miles an hour over 150 miles oh my goodness mm. it, like that's that our main race is 150 miles and they finished at a 22 mile an hour average under seven hours it's just at 
excuse me, absolutely insane uh, how fast they go out here. And it's just, it's also another great thing about that is it's very welcoming to beginner riders. A lot of other gravel races you go to around the country can be very technical, almost like mountain biking, mm-hmm. um, where our roads are just so pristine and clean. That's another huge thing is like our community around here does such a good job of keeping our roads clean. Um, a lot of road, uh, other events you go to, there's just trash all over the mm. roads. But even our country roads here are so clean and on the sides of the roads and in the roads um, that people come here and brag about that they got a ride on the roads here in Lincoln. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and it's really beginner-friendly. Like Jason said, like if you go down to Kansas, some of the gravel roads down there, they're very rocky, and they have a lot, like the Flint Hills, uh, this chert material, it's literally like razor blades. Oh, wow. So, I mean, some races down there, I've had eight flats throughout the day. Whereas here, like, you can go a year without having a flat, you yeah. know, riding around Lancaster County. That's great. So, yeah, big difference. It's 545. We're talking with Corey Godfrey and uh, Jason Strobean from Gravel Worlds here on 1499 KLIM. Let's talk about, um, you know, you say 150 miles. Like, is there just one race? What happens in that race? Where do you travel to? What what, are the, what does the route look like? Yeah, so on our cycling side, we all, we've we spent a lot of time talking about biking. Uh, we have also added running, so we'll kind of add that into here, too. Our main event and the first event when Corey started Gravel Worlds in 2010 uh, was 150 miles so it we kind of zigzag all over the countryside go into small towns like Valparaiso and Malcolm and Brainerd uh, this year so that's our main event is 150 miles Uh, we also have a 75 mile race which uh, again goes out into the country roads and then we have a beginner friendly race that's 50 kilometers which is about 31 miles so way more obtainable on the biking side to go out and ride 31 miles it's still a challenge we put you up some really Really big hills and down some big hills and stuff so it's still a good challenge and you'll be proud of that finish even at 31 miles um, but then the other the other event we added uh, three years ago right after covid was a 300 mile race we called the long voyage uh, which is absolutely crazy it doesn't seem to matter how insane we make our events people still sign up so we have over 100 people signed up this year for our 300 mile race and that race will go clear over into iowa do a giant loop around omaha and then come back um and zigzag it's not a straight line either so absolutely insane they do that um they they actually do that without stopping so they ride 300 miles essentially without sleeping or anything like that they have 30 hours to finish that race yeah how long does it take total uh, well, the cutoff is 30 hours. Our, our fastest time is about 21 hours, which is, again, is an insane average pace. They're averaging about 18 miles an hour for 300 miles on gravel, which is a very fast biking pace. So, um, but then on the running side, we added running last year to the event. We really want to expand what we call the gravel family, the community aspect of our event, which we really focus on. Um, is, uh, we added running. We wanted to, we had, a uh, somebody in 2021 actually run the 50k course by themselves. They're like, we're, my husband's out riding all day. I'm just going to go run. And we're like, well, this is a great idea. Let's make that official. Um, so yeah, we added a 50k run, which is about 31 miles, uh, last year. And then this year we expanded that even more. And we have a 25k race, which is a little bit longer than a half marathon. Uh, and then a 10K on Friday night. So we have options for everybody from runners to cyclists of all abilities. Yeah, one, one point about the 50K, it is a, a non-competitive event. So it's a great beginner event. And it's, on the biking side. On the biking side, yeah. So the 50K, uh, we call it the Buccaneer. 
Um, we, we have everything kind of piratey themed, kind of corny, but, um, <laughs> so that's a good way to kind of, if you're just really new to riding on gravel, it's a great way to get out there in a group. Um, we have a feed out there as well, supply point for, for folks. So if they don't feel comfortable carrying a bunch of water and food, you can actually re- refuel on the actual route. So it's a great one for people just wanting to get their feet wet. So how they encourage that. That's one message we want to get out there is I think there's a little bit of a call right now that if you have any experience or you want to get out on your, your bike of, of, you know, the caliber of what this is, this is like amateur all the way through pro, right? So yep. that's what we want. We want more competitors. But I think the biggest thing I want to ask is as a non-affiliated event or an independent event, in addition to the scenic countryside, what are, what are the people gaining from coming and competing at the Gravel Worlds in Lincoln? Talk about the, the pride, the prestige. Does this take them somewhere else? And at the end of the day, what do they walk out of here with if they're if they are a winner or second place or third? Yeah, I mean, we have uh, the the biggest thing that we, again I kind of mentioned it earlier. I think is community is what you're going to come away with. Um, we have runners since we've added runners, and in in the cycling world, another reason that gravel in general has been so has exploded is because of that community aspect. So, you know, if you go to a marathon or uh, a lot of cycling events, you you finish, you leave, and then you, you get your medal and you go home. Uh, the biggest thing with gravel is we encourage heavily, hang out, cheer the people that are behind you. And so it's very common for us to the, to the person that won the race, they'll stay out until 11 p.m. or midnight and cheer on the last place person. Um, so that's one thing that Corey, who's he's actually in the Hall of Fame for gravel cycling, and all the other Hall of Famers of of gravel, they instilled this community aspect. So I think that's the biggest thing you're going to get. That's what drew me into gravel and has drawn so many of these people into gravel. Is hopefully you're going to make lifetime friends. Um, but on the front side of things, we do have all of our stuff that's pirate themed. Uh, so our our main uh, the people that win our main race, they receive a real pirate sword that is battle ready if you want it to be, um, as well as a world championship rainbow jersey. So um, all of our stuff has been pirate themed throughout the years, and so our trophies match that. Well, I hear that if you go to your website, you can actually see the the sword, right? That's the right. Trophy. Yep, and it's made by a, an amazing black award winning blacksmith here, right here in Lincoln. Uh, oh, really? He, yeah, he's he's barbell blacksmith on Instagram. He's got like a half a million followers on TikTok. So Colton Arias is his name. You should definitely look him up. And the website is just so people know. gravel-worlds.com. All right, yep. gravel-worlds.com. Is there? Do you do any um, uh, like fundraising or any kind of uh, philanthropy with all this? Yep. Yeah, we've definitely had a, a philanthropic um, mission for ever since we started. Actually, um, we started giving some pretty good donations starting 2015, um, and then every year we give money to different charities. Um, one of the ones we really try to target uh, through the Lincoln uh, Parks Foundation is our friend. Um, who was killed uh, by drunk driver Randy Gibson, a dear friend of ours who helped actually promote the event with us. Um, he was killed in 2017, so there is a, a Randy Gibson fund at the Lincoln Parks Foundation. We've helped raise over $45,000 for that fund. Wow. And um, with that fund, um, down in the Haymarket Park, which is going to be developed here in the next, hopefully, three years, um, we're going to have a shelter or some sort of trailhead um, in Randy's honor. Wow. So we also do... 
There are some uh, other uh, local nonprofits, uh, Nebraska Trails Foundation. Uh, if you want to talk about Adventure for All, Jason. Yeah, and we, we help another organization called Adventure for All, where they help uh, kids with autism and Down syndrome and other physical, mental exceptionalities learn to ride bikes for the first time. So a lot of those parents have been told for years their kids could never learn to ride a bike, and this this uh, nonprofit helps them do that. We're actually doing a camp here in Lincoln next week uh, where we're helping eight kids learn to ride bikes that have been told their whole life they're never going to be able to do it. So it's th- we work with some amazing nonprofits um, here in Lincoln and around the country for sure. Yeah, and this year's podium, the people who get on the podium – um, we're going to be doing donations to a charity of their choice. Oh, so that's yeah. kind of like, instead of prize money, giving them a check, we're actually going to be doing donations to a charity of their choice. Oh, wow. And, and thanks for doing that. So if I run home and get my Schwinn Scrambler down from the pegs in my mom's garage <laughs> or my Huffy dirt bike, uh, can I compete? Uh, that's question one. Y- you can you can come. It doesn't sure. matter what type of bike you have. So. Okay, so that's the question I had was, what kind of bikes are you typically seeing? What kind of tires or more competitive and, and you know you're going all the way from amateur to pro so talk a little bit about that paint that picture if you would well we could talk about that for about 10 years so, yeah. um, how much, no, how much time? Yeah. Yeah, how much time no so um well there there is such a thing now called a gravel bike uh it's basically a road bike what you'd think of a road bike um with with larger tires so there's a lot of opportunities uh, but if you have a mountain bike or a uh, cross any kind of cross bike or trail bike anything would work um as long as you can ride on like the limestone trails like the mopac right you can you can come here yeah okay. we've had fat bikes we've had recumbent bikes we've had uh some athletes who are um paracyclists on hand cycles we've had all different types of bikes so we always say run what you brung I like yeah hey, <laughs> i like can show that. up and you can ride Clever. so so is registration still open can yes still so all of our all of our run and biking registration is going to be open until at least august 6th we might extend it another week after that but yeah you can sign up at gravel-worlds.com or well, hyphen or dash whatever however you say it. okay that's good no uh so here's the fun story so uh, my dentist is down in overland park um, yep. Dr. Headley, Casey Smile. And so I'm getting my teeth cleaned about six weeks ago. And my hygienist goes, hey, you're from Lincoln. I'm going to be up there. I go, really? She goes, yeah, I'm going to be run, uh, doing this gravel race. And I go, what? Never heard of a gravel race before. And she goes, yeah. So she starts telling me about her and her significant other travel around the Midwest and do these gravel races. They're coming up for gravel All worlds. right. Awesome. We're coming up from gravel We worlds. have a lot of people That's from cool. Kansas. So Kansas, Iowa, Nebraska, all the states that touch us are, are for sure huge supporters of us over the years. Well, thank Thank you so much for coming in and educating this uh, on this. And I tell you what, if you're listening and you're interested at all, or if you know somebody who's interested, go to gravel-worlds.com and get more information and then also sign up as well. So, fellas, thank you so much for coming in. This is really, really good. Thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. All right. Corey and Jason from Gravel Worlds here on 1499.3 KLIN. Um, It is 554. We're going to take our final break here, and then we're going to wrap the thing up. Uh, Again, you're listening to Lincoln's number one news and talk station, 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, thank you for joining us again. I'm Doug Fitzgerald filling in for Dan. We have the fellows from um, Gravel Worlds uh, still in the studio. We've got a couple questions for you, though. I, uh, let's talk about volunteers, and I want to talk about economic impact on the city. So um, how does this work in, in, in regards to you putting this on? Obviously, you need some help. Yeah, for sure. We're looking for volunteers. Um, we do have a button on our website, so gravel-worlds.com. Um, it takes a village to put something like this on. It takes yeah. a city to put something like this on. So uh, we need volunteers. Uh, and last year, I think we had 
what, over... You know, over 200 to, volunteers. Yeah, 200, 200 volunteers. So if you want to come out, help out, and see what it's all about, we'd love to have you there. As a volunteer, you get a, a custom Hoka uh, T-shirt. Um, you also get a pair of custom Gooder sunglasses, uh, a custom water bottle, and we also will be making a donation on your behalf. And a, oh, and a meal ticket to Shilling Bridge as and, well. And, and we'll feed you too. So yeah. That's a good deal. Yep. That's a really good deal. Um, economic impact. You talk about people coming here, a lot of people starting to stay the whole week. It's a busy week for Lincoln in general with all that's going on. How does this impact our economy? Oh, it's huge. It's it's grown and grown and grown. Uh, last year, we had an independent economic impact study done uh, by Bike Walk Nebraska here in Lincoln, which is a nonprofit, and it was over $1.2 million brought in here to, to Lincoln, which is uh, helps pay for those gravel roads that we're tearing up a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, that's that's going to servers, hotels, uh, like it's going, it's spread out across the world or across the entire city of, uh, of everything. So yeah. Well, again, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we're going to head on out here, but gravel-worlds.com, go there, get more information, and you can also volunteer as well. If you want to listen to the podcast of this show, just go to our website, klin.com. Again, big thanks to our guests, Jeff, Corey, and Jason, and also, as always, by my side, Johnny Cadillac, executive producing the show. You've been listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. We'll see you back here tomorrow afternoon.